I'm a minister in psychiatry. A minister in psychiatry. This is Sharon Brown from the Sharon Brown Podcast. Welcome. Okay. Psychiatry. Christianity. If you want psychiatry, I'm going to give it to you. So, what does suke mean? Suke means soul. We can speak about spirit. So, the spirit, the soul, the mind that they call the mind, that is what God controls. He controls the soul and the mind. God is supposed to be the one that is in charge of what it is that you say you do, you think, you feel, and everything. If you reject God, you're the one that has what you would call a psychiatric problem. You understand? There is something wrong duality. One. That's true. If you want to call it a psychological problem, whatever the case may be, it's spirit sickness. So if you want to call it a psychiatric problem, whatever. You can't medicate it away, but you have to stop people from uh, harming other people with their homosexuality. That's one. Still, psych psychiatry does say that homosexuality is a mental illness. It's worse than that. It's sin sickness. God calls it an abomination. So it's not just that it is uh, something, oh my goodness, it's uh, she's speaking, thinking weird thoughts. As a man thinking, so is he. It's not just about the the mind, it's about the spirit. So if you're dealing with the suke without the spirit, you miss the point. You can't force someone to do something in the flesh and mind that you can't get them to do in the spirit. When you're trying to get them to do something in the spirit, you have to give them spiritual food. So if you're going to give them spiritual food, then you give them something they can eat on. That's the Bible, the Holy Bible, the King James Version, the Hebrew Bible, the International Version, uh, I'm, not the International Version, the Interlinear Bible. Uh, it has uh, the original language. You can look through it, peel through it, and see the original words and look to see the different words. It, it shows what it would mean and things like that. You can get a broader understanding. So homosexuality is definitely a sin. So when people are saying that they were born homosexual, they're lying. God says a man shall not lie with a man as with womankind, and a woman shall not lie with a woman. So if someone tells you that they are homosexual, they were born that way, they're lying, and the truth is not in them. So it's an active day today, and just enjoy. We're going to do the podcast on the run and have fun. I'm going to be doing podcasts on location out in the, the open. And I'm going to be talking to people, questioning people and things like that. I'm going to be doing like interviews and seeing what people think about the topic. So anytime that I'm talking, I might be out and about doing uh, on location shoot. And I might ask people a question about what I'm saying in the podcast because I'm going to start doing a different thing. So if you hear different things on there, it's because I'm on location. So there's a lot of people that are around. And so if you hear some things, interpret it for me and tell me what you hear. All right. So 
Uh, so we know that homosexuality is a sin and this is location and I'm definitely going to make sure that you hear this because I want you to see how I deal with things and the different shows and things that I'm going to be doing. I want to do things differently so I'm going to make sure that I am uh, doing things on location. I'm going to be talking to different people so we're going to uh, check it out. All right so And so uh, I'll edit out anything that would not be uh, conducive to my show. You think I wouldn't put it up? You know, when Christians start talking about homosexuality and things, then people start coming by and things happen like, you know, the devil is busy. I want you to see how things are done on location. And I'm really going to start doing things like this because I want to see, I want you to see what it's like as a Christian when you are speaking against the things of the devil, what the devil will do to try to stop you from speaking against those kind of things. So now I'm saying that homosexuality is a sin. So let's look and see what occurs. I'm going to leave everything in. At first I was going to take it out, but I'm going to leave everything in. I want you to catch it as as it's happening. All right, so uh, this is what occurs. Like say for instance, if you're on a location shoot and certain things start happening, you look out the window and then you see certain things happening. You say, oh my goodness, what's going on? All right, so I'm going to be doing these um, things on location. I already said I was going to do it. I have a list of new shows that I'm going to be doing. I want to hear sounds of traffic, sounds of highways, sounds of different things. So you're going to be hearing all kind of wild stuff. I'm going to be on location doing a lot of different things. I'm going to do it from my home. I'm going to do it maybe from a studio, from different things. But anyway, back to the topic. So homosexuality is a sin that will not be forgiven. The way God dealt with Sodom and Gomorrah was very vicious. He, uh, uh, he uh, rained down fire and brimstone. Now, why is that important that he rained down fire and brimstone? He rained down fire and brimstone because the lake of fire consists of what? fire and brimstone. If you read the King James Version, you're going to see fire and brimstone. If you look at a different version, like uh, so one of the other versions I saw, it says sulfur. But you need to look at the King James Version and see. Sometimes I piece together things that people don't ordinarily piece together. How in the world did God do this? Because he always has continuity. Joseph, uh, Jesus, Esau, uh, Adam, Edom, they're the same name. If you really look through it, I'll show you about how you do languages and stuff and how God confused the language. I'll show you how he did it and how you make a diff you make one language, all the different languages. I'll show you how he did that. Uh, so I've been working on that. But uh, God, he made uh, the fire and brimstone come down on Sodom and Gomorrah. He used the angels because they were engaged in homosexuality they were looking at the angels thinking they were men and they wanted to have sex with them fine we know it's wrong what happened to them okay so God rained down fire and brimstone when he rained down fire and brimstone what happened God rained down fire and brimstone and then the people died etc now fast forward to John on Patmos Island 
fire and brimstone rains down. And guess what happens? Uh, on Patmos Island, fire and brimstone rains down in Sodom and Gomorrah. That's one thing. So on Patmos Island, we find out that the, there's going to be a lake of fire. Jesus speaks directly to John on Patmos Island. I guess this cousin. I believe it's John the Baptist. So he's speaking to him. And John says, I don't know if I was there in the flesh or I was there in the spirit, whatever he said. So he's on Patmos Island. Jesus confides in him that the, uh, the people in Revelation 20.10, the devil that deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beasts and false prophets are and shall be tormented day and night. What does that mean? The beast and the false prophet are going to be tormented in fire and brimstone. Think about it now. Think about it again after I said about Sodom and Gomorrah. God rained down fire and brimstone. Okay, so some people don't know about Yahweh. They don't know about Jesus. It's the same person. The name is the same. Yahweh, Jesus. Uh, Jesus is Yeshua. So Yahweh is salvation is what Jesus means. So y Yahweh is uh, Jesus in the flesh. God is the same God. If you look at it, he dealt with homosexuality. He rained down fire and brimstone. In the last days, people will be lover of themselves. The women will love women uh, sapphically. So guess what? God is going to throw them into the lake of fire if they continue in it. If they turn from it, fine. You can come to Jesus. You still got to confess Jesus, which means you got to confess Yahweh is salvation and he's the Lord. He's the Adonai. He's the boss. He's in charge of your life. He's going to do the same thing in the last days. We're not necessarily in the last days. It says uh, uh, there'll be wars and rumors of wars. And then uh, the day, don't worry because, uh, you know, the end is not near. So when you see all the wars, it's horrible. People are dying and stuff like that. And you want it to stop. But God says there's going to be wars. That means people are going to be warring. People, I, I guess if he says there's going to be wars, people are going to die. If you want to be a, a supernatural Christian and decree no deaths, I believe all things can happen. So if you want to decree no no more dying in some of the wars, if you look through try to limit the numbers, you can do that fine. But we know the Bible says there's going to be wars. That means there's going to be fighting and dying. Don't worry about it. Don't get don't be upset. Don't get frazzled. So yes, it's going to happen. So when it happens, people go, oh my gosh, it's natural because people are horrified, people are dying. But by the same token, is not this what the word says? So when the word says something, it's going to happen. But it tells you the end is not near. The end is not yet. I mean, the end is not yet. So just be know that. But in the last days, men shall be, uh, will be together and say they're in a, a sexual relationship women are going to say they're together they're in a sexual relationship so these are the last days even though it's not the end the specific end that time hasn't come but when we talk about the last days we're not necessarily talking about uh the tribulation if we want you to think of the tribulation we think of the tribulation we consider these the last days because you look at the onslaught of homosexuality and all the adultery and it's coming to the forefront people are making laws where they, they never would have done that back in the days 
So now when they do it, we call these the last days because the last day things are happening, but it's not the end times, the very last day. But it is like a, a end time kind of season if you if you really want to look at it. We we you know some people are uh, saying it's the end time. They get a little confused. We don't beat them up too much because if they think it's the the end time, that just gets people prepared and they they get better and they're ready to fight against evil and they are are preparing themselves for Jesus to come. So if somebody gets it wrong that Jesus was coming back uh, today, tomorrow, it's not a big deal because of the fact that Jesus is coming back. You should be ready anyway. So if you thought he was coming back yesterday, today, somebody made a prediction, forgive them. Help them come back and see the right way with the Bible. Don't beat them up for that. Uh, there's people who are homosexuals and you want to beat somebody up because they got it wrong when Jesus is coming back. That's the least of our worries. Just be ready for him to come back. At least they're ready for him to come back. At least they acknowledge that Jesus is coming back. Just imagine that. The person that gets it wrong that Jesus is coming back, at least they want him to come back. They acknowledge he exists and they acknowledge his station. Many of the people acknowledge that he is coming back. Are you mad at them? Do you look down at them yet you're a homosexual? A homosexual can look look down at a Christian or somebody else that says Jesus is coming back today and they, they made a mistake. You think you can look down at them and you're a homosexual? The lake of fire is in your, your path. They warned you that he could be coming today. Now, why is that important? Because you could have died today in your sin. You better thank the people that made the wrong prediction that Jesus was coming because you got yourself ready. The people who want to be slick, it might make you do the wrong thing because he didn't come back if you hate God. So don't look down on people who have said Jesus is coming back. Help them. Tell them, look, Jesus, he's not coming back quite yet. If they make a mistake, you know, you can, oh, you can rebuke them. It, it's fun to, you rebuke them, iron sharpens iron. Somebody makes a mistake, hey, get it right. You, you help them out. But if you want to see them falter and fall and you want them to go to hell in the lake of fire, I thought you didn't believe in hell and the lake of fire. Why would you want somebody to go to hell and the lake of fire if you don't believe it? So a lot of the people who are trying to cause you to sin, they know it's a sin. They want you to go to hell and the lake of fire. When they say it's okay to be homosexual, they know it's not okay. They are saying that it's okay to be homosexual. It's not. But they want you to go to hell and lake of fire because they know they're going. And it's not because they have to. It's because they want to. They choose to do the wrong things. They rather believe a lie than the truth. And they rather do the sin than reproof. They rather do the sin than be corrected. And some people can be mad at being corrected, but they still do the right thing. Some people publicly will yell at you for correcting them, but when they get in pub in private, they'll do the right thing. Or in their heart, they'll do the right thing. Don't beat up on the Christians and the Jews. The thing is that when people want to sin openly and they love it, and they love it and they try to entice you to go with them to do evil, I deal in the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm Jewish, I'm Christian, I'm Judeo-Christian. Anything that has to do with the Old Testament and New Testament, that's me. So if you want to call me Jewish, if you want to call me Christian, I'm Judeo-Christian, I'm Jewish, I'm Christian. Uh, and there's some other things that links me to that, but whatever. We know we get that status from the Bible. We know that Paul got his status from the Bible to be a Christian. Christians are not homosexual. 
if they fall into a sin, the Bible tells us to help people who are overtaken in a sin. When you try to and they will not hear you, you are supposed to treat them like a publican and a sinner. You treat them poorly and if they are righteous, they'll come back. The Bible says you treat them poorly when they do sin. You get them away from you when they continue in sin after you've tried to tell them not to do it. So they think you're being rude to them. Even if they were a brother or sister in Christ, you try to heal them and restore them. But if certain things are happening, they have to separate paths. But if it's a real brother and sister in Christ, you can pray and God can do better and help you. And you can find ways to um, help, help out. Uh, a person that's in need but someone that's trying to force sin on you in the lake of fire they're not going to be having homosexuality they're going to be burning with sulfur uh, or well it says with uh fire and brimstone they're not going to be having a good time homosexual so why do it now they want to okay so then go to the lake of fire that's for you I'm enjoying being out on location. I feel like a news reporter, even though I have news sites and stuff like that. I really am a news reporter. I'm running for president. I'm doing a whole bunch of things. Uh, I'm a president with a side hustle. You see how it sounds? This is how the news reporters do it on location. I might start um, going to people and asking them. I'll see if they'll give me a, a good answer or they'll be upset or they'll be, you know, what I, I'm going to start... Uh, I did say I was going to start doing interviews and stuff like that uh, earlier this year, so I am going to do that. But uh, uh, not too long ago, I made a list of different shows that I want to do. Uh, I'm going to start talking to uh, different networks and things like that. I'm going to do things on the uh, internet and as usual. I started all my stuff on the internet. Uh, it's like... Um, you can say chicken wire or you can say it's very upscale. Many of the things that I do are very upscale and many of the things are chicken wire at the same time or it's very elegant. Uh, you just, it, you, if you have the eye, you understand what I'm doing. If you don't, you don't. Uh, when John the Baptist was preaching, he was preaching out in the wilderness. And I can preach inside of a mansion. I can preach in, uh, outside in the wilderness. I can preach in Israel. I can preach wherever. But I won't bother the Jews. They already know about Jesus. You know, so we just talk about it every now and then. And whenever, you know, in a natural conversation, a Christian is going to talk about Jesus. We can't help it. But we honor the Jews. And we know that not all the Jewish people are going to become Christians uh, before the end time. Or they may in their heart and still be here when the tribulation occurs, but they're going to be able to beat up, you know, the Antichrist. I mean, and, you know, technically they're, and they're going to be able to hold him back and uh, he's going to have to do a lot of things. And there's some other things happening with the mountain and stuff like that, but you, you read about it in the Bible. So I'm going to be interviewing a lot of different people. I'm dealing with a lot of things now because uh, I looked at a lot of different issues. And this is why I'm running for president. And I made my campaign many years ago. And uh, I'll tell you all about that, too, what happened with the campaign. And I'm campaigning again now. Uh, many of the policies that I've put in place are in effect uh, and things are being changed. But uh, I want to make sure that it works thoroughly. That it's, it's thorough what I'm doing. Uh, so when you see reporters out on, and they do their shows and things like that, they have the camera and stuff like that, I may start taping these things uh, as well and do some video podcasts. I might put them up on uh, uh, YouTube or something like that. We'll find out. 
or I can just put the audio of uh, some of my shows up on YouTube. We'll see what I do about that. So I want to get back to the fire and brimstone because this is amazing. I looked through the Bible and I pieced together things that a lot of people don't piece together. Everybody knows that reads the Bible uh, that Sodom and Gomorrah, there was fire and brimstone. But people don't connect the fact that the lake of fire is fire and brimstone too. That's why we try to let the Jewish people understand. You see this Yahweh and Jesus is the same person. Look at him doing the same exact thing. You can see the things that he says he's going to do in the Old Testament or he did in the Old Testament. He's doing it in the New Testament. He's doing it in a bigger way, a broader way or the same way or some kind of similar way. So for homosexuality, he goes uh, with the fire and brimstone, right? Like it's a purse or something like that. He goes with the fire and brimstone. Now, God is a man that he should, God is a man. I mean, God is a he. Uh, and Jesus is a man. So God is a man as Jesus. So Jesus is God, but he's also a physical man. So sometimes we'd be saying the man Jesus, but he physically was a man. So the fire and brimstone. Now, when God made the fire and brimstone, people don't piece together fire and brimstone. So why would the lake of fire have fire and brimstone? It's the same God. If you look at Allah, he's not like that. Allah doesn't punish homosexuality. What do the, what do they do with homosexuality? Are they going to have a day of fire and brimstone? They need to have a day of fire and brimstone, but their God is fake. Their God has no hands, no eyes, no mouth. They can't see like Dagon. So the falling over can't do anything. Allah is a false God. So fire and brimstone. Now uh, I saw on the news, they said the youth are, uh, a lot of the youth are suicidal. I bind that in the name of Jesus. The youth are not suicidal. And then when you have the fake psychiatry, they tell people they're suicidal and they don't be. So uh, I'll take it with a grain of salt, but I just have it in the back of my mind that they say that the youth are suicidal, whatever. First of all, they're trying to force people into homosexuality. They want people to be suicidal. If you're trying to force someone into homosexuality and tell people mass homosexuality, everybody be homosexual, homosexual, then you try to make it trendy. So all of a sudden you want everybody to try to follow it. You don't think people would try to be suicidal or want to get the hell off the earth? They don't want to kill themselves. Some of them just want Jesus to take them quickly to get the hell away from homosexuality. But we don't want them to, to, to miss anything because God is kicking behind. You see, God is beating the devil up. So we don't want them to miss something. So I, I, when I hear about homosexuality, oh my gosh, it, it really gets to me. But the thing is that it, these are the people that do it to themselves. I don't have to be in the bedroom when they're committing homosexuality. But just knowing that it's occurring, even though it's not me, it is so horrendous. Oh my goodness. When I say, oh my God, I'm not calling God's name in vain. I really mean, oh my God. Somebody, uh, hopefully you, you want it to be like Sodom and Gomorrah, like it will never happen. That a man will lay with a man and a woman with a woman. God didn't allow it in the Bible. So, But in the last days or adjacent to the last days, they want to run up to these kind of things. We will not allow them to push that on the children. Don't tell the children they have to be homosexual. They will never do that. They will never do that. And if you try to push a Christian or a Jew into something they're not supposed to do, as I was um, saying earlier uh, to a bunch of people or uh, something, 
when you try to push Christians and Jews to something, if they fall to the thing you want them to fall to, their heart is still right and their name is still written in the book of life. The only thing you get them to do is to testify against you before God. If you catch them in the wrong thing, if you make a Christian commit adultery or homosexuality or think about it, it's a testimony against you. It's almost like you're in a courtroom and God is looking down from heaven watching you trying to uh, tempt his child. And if you ever got them to fall, you're the one in trouble. Their name is written in the book of life. The Bible says, who can lay anything to the charge of God's elect? So guess what? When you think you're beating a Christian and a Jew, they're beating you. Even when it looks like you got them to mess up. Stop trying to make the Christian and Jew mess up. Because the very thing that they're doing to mess up is the testimony against you that you brought it to them. That you brought them out of the church to try to make them sin. And guess what? It's going to testify against you, not against the Christian and the Jew. What's going to happen? We're going to get beaten with many stripes and still go in. If we mess up and fall into sin, oh, you got me to sin. Oops. Okay. You, God knows it's not in my heart. Didn't David sin? Guess what? He in heaven chilling. David messed up big time, but he the king. He in, he in heaven chilling. You want to know who the king is? David. You want to know who the king of king is? Jesus. Yahweh in Jesus. So, yes, if you think you got, so they get people in Hollywood and uh, these people are nude or whatever and they think, oh my gosh, or they say, oh, this person is homosexual. A lot of it be made up and stuff like that. They be telling you people are homosexual to trick you. The Bible says that the devil is the father of lies. He spreads all this information about Hollywood being homosexual. And then people think Hollywood is homosexual. They want the people out here to do homosexuality. And some of the people they're talking about aren't even homosexual. And guess what? When they speak about homosexual, they don't say homosexual. They say gay. Oh, I don't want to, um, I don't want to mess them up if they, they fooling you. Gay means happy. I took that word back from the homosexuals. They can't use it anymore. So gay just means happy. And my song is, have a happy, healthy, holy, hallelujah, Yom Kippur, in Jesus' name or in the name of Hashem. So guess what? People are happy. People are not gay. So when you say somebody gay, they're like, you're stupid because gay means happy. If you want to talk about homosexuals, it's whatever word they call homosexual or effeminate. The Bible speaks about effeminate, and that's a man with a man or a woman with a woman. So if we use the biblical terms, we would be clearer. So when we speak about gaiety, they can't have, yes, or location. This is Sharon Brown, the Sharon Brown podcast. <coughs> so uh, you can't have people trying to make people sin and be, be homosexual, it will not work. Because if you can get a person to sin, you think you got them in hell. God judges the heart, like David said. God doesn't judge like man judges. He judges after the heart. So never think you outsmart a Christian or a Jew. If you went into the church to get them, you better believe the church is still in them. 
You think that they sold their soul. And there's no, uh, the Bible says nobody that God puts in his hand. Jesus said nobody God puts in his hand will anyone take out of his hand except for the son of perdition, Judas Iscariot. He went to hell. And the uh, false prophet and the antichrist, they have to go to hell. And the devil and the, the angels that sinned and different things like that. And people who reject Yahweh, Jesus, Jesus means Yahweh is salvation. So the people that say they want Allah, they want Buddha, but they don't want Yahweh. You're going to hell in the lake of fire if you don't come to Jesus and you don't come to Yahweh. If you want to hang around in Judaism until you understand more, then you be a Jew. You don't have to run into Israel and try to steal Israel to be Jewish uh, if you weren't a blood Jew. Don't bother Israel trying to take their land because you're gonna you're gonna have a big problem. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a big problem. That's an act of war. If you didn't know, that's an act of war. I'll just leave it at that. So have a happy, healthy, holy hallelujah, Yom Kippur, in the name of Hashem. Yeah, so I'm enjoying it. I said I wanted to do a show. Where uh, I I um, ch check out the different um, sounds of the highways, the different this and the that. I want to do a lot of different things, so I'm going to check it out. It's fun. I'm going to start asking people questions and things like that. So you're going to hear things in the background. It's not going to be all neat and whatever. Uh, I might uh, do some another episode where I uh, go indoors and do it like that. But I'm going to be doing things on location uh, as well as in my house. So, oh, I also want to recount something. This is the miracle moment. And this is a miracle on water. When I was in uh, uh, Florida, doing some things in Florida, uh, that's where I also live. So when I was in Florida, what I did was I went on a boat. We were on a boat. And it was very, very stormy. And it was stormy. And it was throwing us around. And it was all crazy. It was storms. They told people don't get in the water. And they told people don't do whatever. But the boat still went out. And everybody still went out on the boat. They said people are dying. Don't you get in that water. And we said whatever. And everybody got on the boat and had a great time. Uh, I got a little, you know, nauseous or whatever. But, you know, I, I'm just uh, uh, a dainty baby. But uh, anyway, that's just me. But uh, so it was fun. So when I get on planes, I'll be, I have my ears popping and stuff like that. But I'm not scared of planes. You know, after 9-11, I said, I got to make sure I, I fly so everybody know, don't be scared. But so uh, I was, uh, the miracle moment, I was, um, I had like a Peter and a Paul moment. Paul was always in a shipwreck. I'm going to try to do some movies and stuff like that about the shipwrecks that, that Paul had and the shipwreck, uh, that the shipwrecks. Paul was in literal shipwrecks. He was shipwrecked 11 times and he survived 11 shipwrecks. People died in the Titanic one time. Paul, a child of God, he was shipwrecked 11 times and survived. And his boat probably was much smaller than the Titanic and he survived 11 times. Okay, get that. So I want to do movies and stuff about that. I can do individual shipwrecks and try to, um, you know, develop the story and I can also do uh, as a whole all the shipwrecks and then the, sh the uh, ship uh, 
the problems that Peter and them had on the boat with Jesus and all the different ship things and stuff like that. And Peter was on a boat and they said to Jesus, he was sleeping. They said, care not that we perish. And he's chilling and sleeping. And uh, he said, oh, you have little faith and all the other things. It was a few times that something happened on the boat. And I like the boat. I call myself the best of all time. So I'm a boat. So this episode will probably be called the boat, the best of all times, whatever. Uh, I love the boat and everything like that. So I got on the boat when I, when I was in Florida. That's where I lived too. The water was crazy. They said nobody get in the water. Guess what? The boat still went in the water. We were traveling through Florida. And uh, the, what, the boat was throwing us around. And nobody was scared. Everybody got on the water and everybody lived. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have faith. We don't try. We don't tempt God, but we just believe. We know that we're, we are in the Lord. We, we can speak to the storm and tell it to be still or just shut up, storm, or whatever, or just blow and just relax. You know, if the storm is blowing, let it blow or whatever. Just don't bother us, you know, whatever the case may be. If you think it's going to bother you, then say, I bind you, whatever. Uh, miracles are real, so you can do that too. So I have my Peter moment. I guess I don't want to have a Paul moment where I'm shipwrecked. I can just take a boat to an island and have a, a, a be fine. We could take boats and all that stuff and just go to an island, go to many islands instead of being shipwrecked. But I would like, I'm going to make movies and stuff about it. All right. So anyway, uh, I'm going to start doing the interviews and stuff like that. Uh, this is the first day of Yom Kippur. So I'm Judeo-Christian. I'm Jewish Christian. Uh, that doesn't mean that I go into Israel and try to take the land of Israel. If I believe the Old Testament and I'm Jewish from America, that doesn't mean you go there and try to steal their land. If you want to, you know, talk to them and see if you want to live there, that's different. Don't impose yourself and say, we're the real Jews. We were Listen, can you read the Bible? Do you read? You understand everybody's related, so calm down. If you want to have the real God, be wherever you are and have the real God. If you want to visit Israel, do nicely and stop saying that it's your land. But when everybody says it's their land, it confuses the Palestinians. I guess that's good. I guess when everybody says, no, it's my land, it confuses the Palestinians. The only problem is don't annoy the Jews by trying to go in there because if you try to do that, you're going to have a big problem. You know, we don't play that. So, uh, but but the funny thing is, as for you, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. So that's what Joseph said. So when everybody says, the Israel belongs to me, it just shows Israel is worthy, it's worthwhile, everybody want it. And in the last days when they do that, there's going to be a problem. In the last In the last days, that's different. But now they're just huffing and puffing. So everybody say, oh, Israel, I want Israel. Listen, go. you can visit, but don't be a nuisance. Don't be like the Muslims and the Palestinians that want to act like it's their land. Calm down. If you don't want Yahweh, why you want like Yahweh's land? See, the Canaanites that were there before Israel, they were related to Israel. That's their cousins. The Canaanites' God is Yahweh. Uh, Noah, his God was Yahweh. Adam and Eve is their forefathers and foremothers. So 
uh, the, the Jews are related to the Canaanites anyway. The Canaanites are Hamitic. They're black people. So they went in there with their cousins. At that time, people knew about Yahweh. They weren't distant. They weren't saying Allah. Back then, nobody said Allah. So therefore, there is no dispute over whose land it is. So back in the day, the Hamitic people... And the Jews knew the real God. If they were playing around with another God, they knew it was fake. Nobody was confused. Back then, back then, when they were going after other gods, the Hermetic people knew Yahweh was God, and they knew they were going after other gods. So when Canaan was taken, God gave it to them. How can you take away something God gave? Stop the foolishness. So, uh, the Canaanites are related to Hamitic people. So, don't bother the Jews, but love Yahweh. God created the whole earth. That means all the people of the earth should worship him. You all got to live in the same place. It's too many people to all pack in there. You all want to pack in there and live in there, and everybody's going to live in there, and you don't want the rightful owners to live there. You buy a house from the owner, and you want to stay there, but basically that land was bought by God. However God chose to do it, he got that land for the Jews. Let them have it. Stop being a nuisance. If you want to be Judeo-Christian, be Judeo-Christian. If you don't stand up for the Jews as a Judeo-Christian, how can you be a Judeo-Christian? I'm a Judeo-Christian. How can you hate Jews if you're Judeo-Christian? Judeo. It doesn't, it's not J-E-W, it's J-U-D-E-O. I made the word J-E-W-D-E-O so you understand. Judeo-Christian. That means if you're a Judeo-Christian, why would you hate Jews? Wake up. Stop hating the Jews. They're in there for a reason. People keep trying to get them out. You don't find that the way the Bible says? The Palestinians are bothering them. Hello. Come to today where things are in the Bible. The Bible was written a long time ago, but you don't see the things it says are going to happen are happening. You don't see that the people are the wars and the rumors of wars. You don't see people trying to get into the land of Israel. Now listen, the Bible knows that people are going to be fighting over that land. Why aren't people uh, here warring and saying, America, America, I got to have America, America. No, it's mine. America is mine. I got to have it. The Indians are here. They haven't, uh, we're not doing all that. I'm part Indian. I'm part a lot of things, but I'm not going into it. But uh, as far as racial is concerned. So when people try to tell me foolishness, I I, 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 I hear and I, I, I understand with my spirit, though, from the Bible. But uh, we're not fighting over the land. It's mine, it's mine. This is a Christian land. First of all, I'm Indian, but I'm Judeo-Christian. So the land belongs to Judeo-Christian. A Judeo-Christian God made the land. So nobody is taking the land from people who love Yahweh. So why would somebody fight over America? It's not happening. People are fighting over Israel. Everybody wants to say they belong in We're the real ones. We're the real ones. No, we're the real ones. What other land do you see that happening? There's something special about Israel that is not the other lands. A lot of other people aren't doing it. You don't see how tame and calm other people are concerning the land. 
the Bible says there's going to be a fight over Israel particularly, and there's a fight. Other lands, they fight about, I want this, it's mine, but not to this degree, where everybody and their mother, and it's been over centuries. Where have you seen over centuries and thousands and thousands, centuries, over millennia, that people are fighting over the land of Israel? It, the Bible said it would happen. How did the Bible know that it would still be going on today? The other lands have been populated all this time, and it's not happening like that. The same fight is happening over Israel, except the real Jews are in there today. And they're very, they are Semitic, but they're very, they, there's different people in there uh, as far as uh, the racial construct. If you look in the Bible, you'll see uh, who the Jews are. Uh, the Jews are, are uh, the Semitic Jews of Jacob his children, and they intermarried with some of the Canaanites. So, uh, and then Judah, his children was uh, Canaanite-ish, and you, know, you just go far back, Tamar and whatever, and this and that. So, you get the story. Stop annoying Israel about the land of Israel. It's not your cheese. I mean, that's not your land. That's not your cheese. That's not your land. You want the land of milk and honey? It's not yours. It does not belong to you. God gave it to them. You don't want the name. A lot of people want to say they're part of Shem, but they don't want the name of God. They want Allah. God made a point to call his people Shem. And then they brought in uh, Ham. And then they brought in Japheth later when they uh, crucified Jesus. The man said, now, truly, this is the Son of God after the earthquake and uh, the, um, the sun didn't shine. And they, then the, the JFF, the, the uh, white people said, hey, truly, this is the Son of God. There are probably some other pockets of people who had heard about Israel who converted to uh, Christianity and Judaism and stuff like that. They had to hear of the dealing, just like uh, Rahab. When they went into Canaan, Rahab said, we heard of you and our hearts fainted because of you. A lot of people are there. So Rahab is uh, a part of the lineage of Jesus. She's Canaanited. So there's Canaan. There's a difference in uh, the, you know, you see the people in Israel. You see who they are. They worship Yahweh, Elohim. And that's that. So stop annoying Israel and everybody have a wonderful Yom Kippur. Uh, so it started the first day of the month of uh, what we call September. And uh, it started the first day of the month. And then we have the uh, day on our calendar. It says the 16th. And then there's something else. I, I think the Feast of Booths that we deal with. Uh, you know, I, I deal with the, the Christian side and the Jewish side of everything. So I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, so now I have to remember all the things that I said I wanted to name this show and all the, the stuff. Uh, so I just want to make sure that uh, people know that homosexuality is not okay. And that they don't fall to the things that are happening now the things that the Bible condemns. The Bible condemns it. Jesus is not playing. Yahweh is not playing. You see how he was back in the, in the Old Testament? Jesus is the same way. Don't get confused because he died for our sins. He's saying, I made you. I'm going to take responsibility for what you did and I'm going to take it on myself 
and I'm going to clean up what your, your mess. It's also saying, I'm taking responsibility for my children. The only problem is, Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. Everybody will not accept. All you have to do is accept and follow him and live for him. Well, people don't want to do it. They're going to pay the penalty. He paid it already. You refuse it. That is a disrespect to God. It's worse than a disrespect. It, a disrespect might get you slapped. This will get you in the lake of fire and hell. When you reject Jesus, that's Yahweh is salvation. Hear this. When Christians talk about Jesus, if you're Christian, you have to know who you're praying to. This is not uh, Michael the Archangel. You can scare the devil with Michael the Archangel and say, ooh, Michael, because uh, God used Michael the Archangel to throw him out. So it's funny when people be trying to say Jesus is Michael the Archangel. The only reason that works is because it reminds the devil that Luc it reminds Lucifer that Michael kicked him out of heaven. That's why that's funny. But we want people to know that Jesus is not Michael the Archangel. It's very funny, though, because every time they say that, uh, remember... Jesus, God in the flesh, he used Michael the Archangel to kick you out of heaven. Ha, 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 ha. But Jesus is Yahweh is salvation. So God came in the flesh. He is the Messiah. What's the Messiah? In Romans 10, 9 and 10, you confess Jesus Christ is Lord. So Jesus means Yahweh is salvation. And that's Yeshua, Yahweh is salvation. And Christ is the anointed. What, how do you translate Christ into Hebrew? Or rather, how did we translate uh, Christ from Hebrew? Messiah. So we know we have the Messiah. We deal with the Jews and allow them to, you know, I, I'm a Jew, but sometimes I speak as a Christian only, per se. I am Jewish and Christian or Judeo-Christian. Sometimes I'm speaking as a Christian. Sometimes I'm speaking as a Jew. Because uh, some things are so offensive. Oh my goodness. But we read both. So we get in our Jew bag sometimes. Because some of the things that happen. Oh my goodness. If stones could talk. Ooh child. The Bible says if my people do not praise me. Then the rocks will cry out. But that's another story. I, 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 I've got something else on my mind. But uh, so we don't bother the Jews. Uh, we, we let the Jewish people know about Jesus and stuff like that. But uh, the Bible says all Israel will be saved. So we know that God has a plan for them. The only reason why uh, there will still be some people who observe Judaism and things like that. When the tribulation occurs, there will be Jewish people here. Uh, they may know about Jesus and things like that. And, or, and if they didn't, they will know because they'll see the fake one is not anything that they want. And when the Antichrist wants them to sign a peace agreement for seven years, they'll realize, hey, the New Testament is real because he asked us to sign a seven-year deal and then he's going to break it in the middle. Now, when they see that happen, they're going to know this is exactly, or they probably know already, or whatever the case may be, who knows? Yahweh is good at doing what he does. And uh, so, some, some, a lot. Of, there are a lot of uh, Jews who are Christian uh, it depends. They call themselves Jewish. They call themselves Christian. So the numbers between Jews and Christians are muddled. So if you want to count on who's Jewish and to count on who's Christian, you'll be confused. So anytime you mess with Jewish people, you're going to find me. And then when you mess with the Christian people, you're going to find me. Then you're going to try to figure out, is she Jewish? Is she Christian? Yeah. 
I'm Judeo-Christian, but I'm Jewish, I'm Christian. I'm Jewish, but I'm Christian. Just whatever. That's why we have the Old Testament, New Testament. You're the only one that's confused. The Jews and the Christians, we're fine. God has us fine. Oh, we just, uh, we do what we do. So, anyway, uh, God is good. We're not going for the end times, but what I did want to say is, I wanted to get back to that, the, uh, the fire and brimstone. If you do not accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that means Yahweh is salvation as the person who died for your sins, who is your creator, Yahweh, Yahweh, I am, I exist. He's your Elohim. If you don't accept him as your Lord, your boss, your savior, you're going to hell in the lake of fire. If you're not Jewish and you're not here uh, or during the tribulation and uh, you don't uh, make it out, you're going to have a big problem because fire and brimstone is what's in your future. You don't like it when I say it? Listen, it's in a book that's been the, the highest selling book of all time. People want to say it's crazy. The things that are in the Bible, people don't want me to say. It's in the Bible. I'm repeating the things in the Bible. Someone says, that's absolutely outrageous. It's mentally ill. Think about this. When Christians say the things we say, or Jews say the things we say, it's in the Bible. Now listen to this. If you tell a kid, Santa, he flew over the sky and, and delivered toys. You want people to believe that. But you don't want them to believe that Elijah went into heaven and he was translated. It's not strange to tell somebody that Santa flew. Santa is based off of Elijah and Jesus. Okay, so Elijah was translated into heaven. He saw the chariots of Israel and whatever, and God took him into the sky and translated him into heaven. He's like a kind of Jesus. He's not Jesus, but he's a foreshadow. Eli, El, El is Elohim. Jah or Yah is Yahweh. I, I am. Elohim is creator. So Elijah is speaking about the creator, Yahweh. And Eli has a, a meaning too, Eli. So uh, Elijah was taken into heaven. He was translated. Jesus was resurrected into heaven. Jesus is going to come back for his children and be in the air. And he's going to meet his children and raise up. If it sounds strange that Elijah was translated into heaven, and it sounds strange that Jesus is going to meet us in the air, or he went up into heaven like Elijah, he may not have been translated, but he went up into heaven. So he was resurrected, and then he was ascended into heaven. So it sounds like he did something better than Elijah, because he was uh, ascended into heaven, instead of just being translated. So, what do we know about that? We understand that people want you to believe the fake things. You can believe in Santa. They don't care if a child believes that. They tell a child that Santa is coming with toys to deliver it into your fire escape or into, I guess, your fire escape because you don't have a fireplace. So fire and fire, fire escape. So Santa's coming and you're naughty or nice. So Jesus is going to come back. And if you don't do the right thing, you're, if you were bad in life, evil, wicked, you didn't follow his Bible, he's going to put you in hell in the lake of fire. That's the naughty or nice list. So Santa is based off of Elijah and Jesus. So if you want to continue to use Santa, you use the example Elijah and Jesus to show what it means. Uh, because it seems like people don't want to get rid of that. But that 
but it's like a, a hodgepodge, marge mashup. It's a Santa is like a mashup of Elijah and Jesus, and I probably could find some other characters. Uh, there are different things where people send gifts and things like that. Uh, we'll see in the Bible there's some bad reasons why people send gifts, and there's good reasons why people send gifts. All of it points towards some Christian stuff. So even if it shows people sending gifts, uh, it shows something. Uh, we don't want the bad one, but uh, there's a thing that's going to happen with the two witnesses where evil people send gifts to each other. So we just need to know both sides. We can teach those things on Christmas. We can teach you about the two witnesses and what happens to them, and then people send gifts in a bad way. And then we can talk about how God was a gift to us uh, when he was born as a baby and how we give gifts. And I believe on Purim uh, with Esther and stuff, they dress up and stuff. And I, on some holidays, they do gifts or whatever. So we do gifts on, we do gifts for birthdays. So the gift giving is not really a problem because it's the season of giving. God gave his son Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This means that it is the giving season. God gave his son. Uh, he gave his son. He gave his son for us in the flesh. And then he died also. So he gave us his son in the flesh. Then he gave him up to die. And he said, no one takes my life, but I lay it down. By the same token, they did uh, take his life and murder him. But you have to understand the things that look like contradictions or not. But anyway... Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I uh, am blessed. And uh, I'm going to end here unless there's anything uh, compelling that happens. But just remember my Peter moment. My nickname is Peter. I have a lot of different nicknames. But my nickname is Peter because of the fact that uh, uh, I, I, I kind of act like Peter in the Bible, even though I'm a woman. I have like a Peter anointing, but my anointing flows through the Bible uh, as do many Christians, it flows throughout the Bible. So it's almost like we're chameleons. If you know how to be a Christian, you know how to be a chameleon, and you know how to uh, be blessed in the Bible. Don't be tricking, you know, God. Don't try to trick God with his Bible. Use the Bible righteously and properly. Don't trick God. You don't have to trick God out of a blessing. You can just be blessed. Uh, the Bible says that... Uh, Jacob wrestled with God uh, in order to be blessed. You know, that's funny. And in the New Testament, it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, rules of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. So the sports, my father was a boxer. My husband is a baseball player, or he was. So we definitely know wrestling and sports and things has to do with uh, what's going on today. So when you look at wrestling, think about these scriptures. When you're doing things in the world, start relating them to the scripture. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, rules of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places, in high places, in high places. You see, I couldn't do that high, uh, in a high note. Why? Because they're not so high. God is the most high God. You see, God demonstrates things in the spirit. 
the, the high places that these evil people are is not the most high position. And uh, Jacob wrestled with God in order to bless him. So now we wrestle against the evil people to make sure they don't bother us. You know, sometimes we get into matches with the enemies, evil people, and uh, or evil, you know, different things, and we have to deal with them. So we're wrestling against it, not necessarily physically, but we wrestle against it. When you look at sports, look at it in a different mindset. When a boxer is going, you think about it. Jesus, uh, when Evander Holyfield was speaking, he said that... Uh, when you come up against a man, you might win. But when you come up against God, you can't win. And he won his boxing match because he called on the name of Jesus. Evander Holyfield. Uh, I don't know what form of Christianity, but at least he called on the name of Jesus. And he, he was fighting against a Muslim. I don't want to knock him if he turned away from Islam. Uh, we don't deal with Islam. But people who are Islam, they can come to Jesus. You know, people try to force Muslim uh, beliefs on people. We realize uh, in uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, they're trying to force homosexuality on people. So the same way they try to force Islam. And if you don't uh, do the things they want you to do, they say you're mentally ill or something is wrong. So we understand some people might be trapped in these things and they don't really believe it. But guess what? They can see what you're doing. And when you do evil things and you try to make them do it, they can say, my heart is right, God. You might not hear them say it in their heart They're, or in their spirit. They say, my heart is right, but look what they keep trying to make me do, God. You see, I'm righteous, and they keep trying to make me sin. You will never be a Christian uh, or a Jew. Our name is written in the book of life, and you haven't seen it. We sit in heavenly places in God. We come boldly before the throne of grace. How do you know we didn't see or know if our names are written in there already? Here's a hint. If we sit in heavenly places, don't you think we already made it in? We're just waiting to go there. If I am a Christian, which I am, and a Jew, which I am, I can go boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy, and I sit in heavenly places in Jesus. I am in the book of life. I understand that already. Search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. That's what Jesus says. How do I know I'm getting in? Because I did what the Bible says. I confess Jesus. But guess what? I sit in heavenly places. That means the if I sit in heavenly places, do you not know that the... Uh, the Lamb's Book of Life, which was written before the foundation of the world. That's what the Bible says. The names are put in there already. You don't think that it's in there before us? If we're in heavenly places, the heavenly places sounds like it's plural. But we're sitting before God. We sit in heavenly places with God. So when we do that, we are already in access with God. Our names have been written in the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world. Why would you continue to make, try to make us fall? You're only in charges to your claim. And also, I just want to do a praise report. We've been trying to get Joe Biden impeached, and so McCarthy has now did articles, uh, not, well, uh, I'm speaking it into being, we're going to do articles of impeachment. Uh, but he's done an uh, impeachment inquiry. We're going to get the articles of impeachment going. We're going to show Nancy Pelosi that she better get her act together and become a Christian and not a Catholic. Uh, but she better get her act together.
But we're going to get the articles of impeachment against Joe Biden and surprise against Obama, too, because they went after Trump when he was out of office. And I'll go into all that, how I I um, have what I have to do with the presidency. So I ran for president and I'm running for president now. So vote for me. This is Sharon Brown. Thank you so much. Uh, you can uh, check me out all over social media. Listen to my music, my songs on Spotify, iTunes, all of that. Sharon Brown, Sharon Leslie Brown. Thank you.